Good morning, New Hope. How's it going? Good. Yes, I get to follow up. Ready? Merry Christmas. Or Meli Kalikimak. I heard Auntie over there bark them out. Just a few announcements. Go ahead and get your, let's see, I know we got fried rice. I know there's some Portuguese bean soup and there's some oxtail. Did I, that's on the menu, I believe, right now. That's just breakfast. I think the fridge, I keep seeing people put stuff into the refrigerator. So there's got to be some more grinds going on in there. Coffee, water, all that fun stuff. So a couple of announcements. As Pastor Scott said, we have uh, women's ministry, men's ministry. The announcements are on the bulletin. Please stay up on those. Uh, children's church, I believe, is taking place in the back pavilion uh, side on the other side by the men's room. So the kids, I believe, are over there because I don't see them running around in here. Um, one of the important announcements that I'm going to kind of repeat on this is the disaster relief training. This is the four square disaster relief training. So we have a training coming up in January here at the church. So what I need you to do is get the, if you're interested, even remotely interested, and what this means is you will come to this training, be trained, and then we are going to, when there's a disaster anywhere in the world, something goes on, we get the text alerts. If you're able to go to support the disaster relief, then the church will, well, we gotta run through the council, my, my two cents would be, the church will send you, or if you pay for stuff, we'll reimburse. So if you're interested in this, disaster relief training, foursquaredisasterrelief.org, four it's a mouthful, foursquaredisasterrelief.org. If you go to that website, and you just scroll down, don't press menu, just scroll down that thing, you'll see January, the dates, disaster relief training, it's here. So you scroll through that whole announcement, read it, it gives you the dates, which is January 27th, 28th, 29th. So that's late Friday night for about three hours, all day Saturday, and then Sunday after church. So that's January 27, 28, 29, next year, 2023, here. You need to go onto that website, foursquaredisasterrelief.org, register, pay, we'll reimburse you. That, that way we get you signed up. We don't have a sign-up list here because we want you to go to the website and sign up through that. Clear? Good? Get it? Got it? Good. All right. Um, something a little fun. I would like to uh, have us all join in a song. It's a happy birthday song. We're going to embarrass Mark. Because 20, 21 again? 21. I want, I want, with, with, with lots of years, decades of experience. So on three, we'll sing happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mark. Happy birthday to you. And, and so Mark, Mark, Mark. Facebook don't know what you look like. So, everyone in the world, this is Mark. Mark, that's the world. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday. All right, uh, before we go, tithes and offerings. So, I have an announcement to make. Um, where's my wife? Come on up. So, uh, many of you know that, um, and some don't, um, I am a chaplain with Racers for Christ. Racers for Christ is an international organization that brings inspiration to the world of motorsports. Yeah. 
I happen to drag race. Um, that doesn't mean I take her dress and run down the street. Not that kind of drag. I have a race car that God has blessed us with, and um, we bought it uh, from a friend of ours who passed away from cancer, uh, but we bought it in 2016, and we've been working on it since then, and we are ready to shake it down. So, if you have time, it's a very easy plan. We're not getting crazy on this thing. Next Saturday the 3rd, and then the following Saturday the 10th, we're gonna have the car down at the track. Weather permitting and it doesn't get canceled, and we can get out and run, we're gonna shake it down. Shaking it down means uh, when I turn right, it goes right, left, it goes left, press the brake, it stops, accelerator, it goes, parachute, you know, those things. Checking nuts, bolts, make sure everything's tight uh, on me, and then we'll make sure the car is good to go. So it's a shakedown. We're not gonna be running the whole quarter mile or anything like that. Short bursts out, come back, service the car, and come down. But I wanna invite all of the church family and everyone out there. Um, we're planning, all things good, to make the first run around 11 o'clock. That way you don't gotta like, get up, hurry up, we gotta go to the track. Don't be doing none of that. If the weather is bad down there and it looks like we're not gonna run, I'll be texting, I'll be on Facebook going, don't come down. But 11 o'clock, both Saturdays, we're gonna be doing slow, easy runs, no big rushing, no hassles, nothing, nothing like that. But we wanted to show you what we're gonna be running. And so we've got the car and we will be down at the racetrack. I'm not sure where I'm gonna pit, but I'll be on the tower side somewhere over there. Uh, but look for that and a big white trailer. Um, uh, we'll be down there in the car going down. So I have my co-crew chief here with me and uh, we've been practicing all the little things of getting in the car, out of the car, strapping in, making sure the radio set works and all of those. Um, but please come down. Um, here's the thing, all right? When you get in, I don't know what the, it might be eight, eight bucks or whatever. Bring a hat, bring sunscreen if you're prone to be burned. Wear shoes and socks, okay? Um, bring some water, even though the concession should be open, and then we'll get you in. But I, um, when you're there, you're under me. So I'm in charge of whoever visits. So what I'll be telling you is keep your kids under control and keep you by them. Keep them by you. It gets loud, it gets noisy, it's obnoxious, it's hot, and you can't really talk a lot if the cars are running because in the pits it gets really loud when we're warming up or doing things like that. So we've got to have control of your little ones. But please bring them if they want to come. We'll put them in the car, we'll take choke pictures, all that fun stuff. Alrighty? So I just wanted to do that. Alright, moving on. Church stuff. Tithes and offerings. So we're going to do our tithes and offerings here. We got our three ways up here on the board. I'm not going to bore you with the reading, but one, two, three, four ways, right? So please go ahead and do that, but I want to pray over our tithes and offerings, which we'll do. Lord God, we thank you for telling us to be obedient because that's your command to us other than love one another, love you, love ourselves. You tell us to be obedient and to give back of what you've given to us. 10% sometimes can be a lot when we look at the numbers. But Lord, we're not looking at the numbers because all of it is, is yours. You give us 100% and you ask for just a small bit back to further your kingdom, to continue to bless others, to be able to reach out and to do the other things that we like to do, like disaster relief. But Lord God, in our obedience, bless our finances, which are really your finances. Bless our house, which is your house. Our vehicles, which are your vehicles. Our bills, Lord God, are your bills. Help us to make sure that we're being good stewards of what you've given us and when we give back to you into the storehouse, that there's good stewardship going on from the church 
into the community and the outreaches that we have. So we ask you to bless these tithes and offerings, to watch over them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Frank, Chaplain Frank. Something. Something. Yes. You know, I really wanted to be there when you started it up at, at first because, I, I, you know, you stand by one of those and it just shakes you to your bones. This afternoon we're going to start it again. So come by the house. Oh, shoot. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing stuff. Doing stuff? Yeah. Oh. You'll hear it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, good morning, my family. Good morning. Ooh, Thanksgiving. You guys, was, you guys ate enough for Thanksgiving. How many are you still eating leftovers? Yeah. yeah, I was so full. I never even ate dinner last night. I forgot to eat dinner last night. Don't ask me why or how, but I was doing stuff, and next thing you know, I was like, oh, well, it's too late to eat, so I managed to just go sleep. Yes. You know, it's important for us to to get through this season with a certain type of attitude. And, you know, we cannot control most things. How many realize that? You cannot control most things. Cannot control the weather. I, I cannot control the other guy driving, which sometimes I wish I could. You know, like, Ugh! you know, unless you speed up and you drive in front of him and you slam your brakes and you're going to control him because you're going to make him slow down. But that would be wrong. You know, a, a few things we can control um, and we need to is one of them is how we react to certain things, like how we react to the reckless driver or the guy going down when the arrow is going this way and the guy is coming this way. You can react by just staying in the middle of that, right? And just like, you know what, I'm going to force you to stop and turn around. Or you can just move over and let them go the wrong way. That's, you know, we can control that, our reaction to things, good or bad. And one other thing we can control is our attitude. You know, I see so much videos of people with road rage, and it is crazy. They will smash their car into another person's car because they're mad. And you think about it. What happens when they calm down? They're going to like, oh, man, now what am I going to How am I going to explain this to the insurance company? If not, I got to pay for it out of my own pocket. And they just snap. They lose control. And it's so sad. You know, for me, when I drive, I try so hard not to let road rage take control of me because I can get angry when I see people, I see so many people running red lights. Why is that? Maybe because I am looking for it, right? You look for it, you find it, right? So maybe because I'm looking for it and I can get so mad and I can get all worked up about it. But what does that do? The other person is long gone and the devil is just making me get all, all churned up inside. And I try not to let it get to me because if I dwell on it, I have a pretty sucky, miserable day. I have noticed this. After writing this message several weeks ago, that if I go into town 
And if I choose, because it's a choice, to put on a good attitude as I navigate traffic during the season, if I make that choice, like intentionally make that choice before I start going, say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay. I'm going to be singing, and I'm going to be paying attention, not going to be talking on my phone, and I'm going to get through this. If I choose that, that attitude, then I'm okay. I'm okay getting stuck in traffic. I'm okay when, when the light is green and somebody's in front of you texting and the light turns yellow. They step on the gas, they get to the light, and you're stuck. How many of that happens to you? Oh, I at least get a couple guys. I thought it was only me. And, I'm, you know, when if I put on that certain attitude, I'm okay when that happened. But if I, true, if, I, if I don't do that before I start driving, and then I get irritated, my attitude starts to sink and suck, and, you know, I get all bent out of shape over stupid stuff. Maybe it's just me. Christmas is here. The rush is here. The, the, the lines are longer. The, the traffic has increased. Our schedules get more demanding. Daylight is much shorter. How many of you realize that? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's like just, you know, we thought the regular day was short. But, you know, daylight is shorter. Uh, well, thank God for one thing. The grass grows slower, right? Yeah. How many of you realize that? Okay, so over the whole summer, I cut my grass once. Bad news, yeah? So I decided to cut my grass, was it thanks, Thanksgiving morning? I got home from doing devotions, and I decided to cut my grass. Some parts, you could say, was like this tall. And you know how many times I had to go back and forth over it to get it down? Because after you cut it, boom, one piece stands up. And then you cut it again, bing, another piece stands up, and it's like, oh my gosh, I need to do that more regularly. But yeah, and so that's the good thing about this season, but it's, it's, it's our schedules are just getting busier. The thing is, you know, we cannot stress out. We cannot let it get to us. You know, the, the price of food, Man, I went to buy a pack of hot dog buns this morning. It's five bucks for eight buns. Crazy, yeah? Bread. We cannot stress out over things like that. So the thing is, how can we not only survive another holiday season, but thrive and make, make this season great? How can we maintain this great attitude, how can we maintain this joy? Now, if you ever, they say, you ever got up on the wrong side of the bed, and you know, you know, you first thing you, you get up on the bed, you step on one Lego, oh, <laughs> kick the door, or open the door and a bugger hit your baby toe. Oof. Yeah. And so you get up on the wrong side of the bed, a bad attitude, and you start your day like that. Probably you have a bad day. But if you started the day with 
you know, you got your good night's sleep, you got up, your coffee was perfect, poof, straight to work, no traffic, good day, good attitude, you probably had a better day. So how do we, how do we maintain that? How do we maintain that good attitude, the joy? The thing is, the best thing that I realized for me in keeping a good attitude is staying plugged in. Staying plugged in to what, right? You know, like if you plug in one fan, it works, right? It cools you off. If you unplug the fan, it's not going to work, no matter how hard you try. Staying plugged in to God. I mean, he's the power source. He's, if I wasn't plugged into God daily, then I don't think I would be able to do this. Staying plugged in, this is for me, is it important in keeping a good attitude, a good, positive attitude. In Hebrews 10.25, says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, in, in this season, man, it is so easy to skip church, okay? It's cold in the morning. You want to stay under the blankets, right? And then when you wake up, what, you turn on the TV, the first thing you see is football, right? It's so easy to just stay at home. And I thought maybe this is for the guys on the, watching on Facebook. It's so easy to stay home and watch on Facebook, <laughs> right? Because you're watching on Facebook, and the TV stay on with the football game. Now, if you had your volume up and we could hear you, we'd probably hear the football game in the background. Right? How many of you do that at home when you're watching it online? Be honest. Okay, you heard that. That's another sermon about lying. Okay, <laughs> about not being honest. It's so easy to skip church. It's so easy to skip devotions. It's so easy to skip Bible study. But see, these are the very things that help us navigate the stuff that Satan throws our way. It's, these are the things that help us maintain a positive outlook on life, a good attitude. I heard someone say this once, seven days without church makes one week. W-E-A-K. One week. You see that? Seven days without God makes one week. If we get unplugged from our power source, then we become powerless like, like a fan or like your iPhone. If you don't plug it in, occasionally, some of you, you know, you, you have the older phones, you got to plug it in multiple times a day. Remember when I made that comment about my phone? I had to still push the buttons. Well, I guess it got to my wife, and she went that afternoon and got me one of those that I look at, and it just goes on. Like, oh, I must be good looking. <laughs> no, not that. 
If we get unplugged from our power source, source we'll become powerless. It's like your phone. If you don't plug it in, it's not going to stay powered up. Try try go four or five days without get, plugging it in. It'll be dead. And that's like us, our spiritual life. If we're not plugged in on a regular basis, we'll be powerless. We'll be like an uncharged phone. Maybe good just to throw at somebody, which is not good. Yeah, so staying plugged in to God, um, our daily devotions, our church, our Bible studies, those things help, helps me with my attitude. And the guys that I do my devotions with, they, they help keep me accountable. Okay? The next thing, staying plugged in, it helps me to think about others. Because honestly, when I can think about others and serve others, I am at my best. Like when I come to men's ministry, my responsibility is not to teach the word of God. My responsibility is to make the coffee, make sure when I cook the rice, I press the button, <laughs> right? Because, you know, you cook the rice, you don't press the button. You're out of luck. And when it comes time for eat and no more rice, the, the man would probably stone me. <laughs> He'd probably find my body out there with rocks on top. And my, my thing is I come make the coffee, make the rice, make sure the food is ready at 5.30 a.m., and I, 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 I enjoy that. It fills me up. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with all humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. That's the deal. So come Saturday morning at men's ministry, I make sure all the guys eat. And then after that, if there's food left, and hey, God allows me to eat, then that's great. If there is one donut left, oh, I'm thank you, Jesus. If there's none left, then well, I guess God said my sugar level's too high today, so stay away. Now, when I practice this, it, it helps me on a daily basis. When I can, when I can be humble and think of others, you know, it just helps me tremendously. Especially when, when, when I go shopping and I see somebody with 20 items in front of me in the express line. Yeah, because, whoa, you can get mad, right? How many of you get like, oh, wow, this, no, no, I'll count. They don't know. They need to go one, two, three, and, they, and you know, you can get irritated. But when I do this, I'm okay. I'm just, it's all right. Sometimes I got to park far away. It's okay. Because God knows I need the exercise, right? It's good. It's sometimes, too. You know, I was, at, I was at, I think I was at Target this week. And I bought a gift. And it was in a gift bag. And I couldn't get it wet because it was in a gift bag. And it was pouring rain. And you know me, I parked far away. It's like, oh, my gosh. I'm coming out of Target, and my car is almost by Safeway. So I zip up my jacket, put the gift under myself, and everybody looks at me like, oh, the bug is smart. Walk right through the rain, and I get there safely because I parked far away. You know, it, somebody, who took the rubbish last week? Fred, was it you? Fred, you know, I, at the end of the day, when we all sit in there and we all clean up, 
sometimes there's, there's rubbish, and then so whoever's the last one here, which is usually me, I get to take the rubbish. But Fred took the rubbish last week, so when I came at the end of the day, I was thinking, where's the rubbish? <laughs> Who took the rubbish? Nobody want to ask me permission to take the rubbish. <laughs> and then I thought, somebody said, oh, I think it was Fred. So Fred, thank you so much. But that was, that was like, because nobody likes to take rubbish in their car, especially leaky church rubbish with the coffee leaking, the food dripping, the gravy, and especially the food we had last week. But he thought of others as more important than himself. He probably got his, the bed of his truck all greasy and slimy and took the rubbish. And I was like, wow, what an amazing guy. Not only can he bake some incredible pies, but he took the rubbish for me. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. And I was like, wow. You know, like, this is a season of giving and thinking of others. So I ask you this. Like, this time of year, I like to carry extra dollar bills in my wallet. So when I go out of the store and I hear the bell ringers, I like to put money in the kettles. Because think about it, man. What if you was there ringing the bell? Everybody walk by, walk by. God bless you, God bless you. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And nobody drops a cent in that bell. It's like, oh, mom, I'm tired already. And they put some money and say, oh, your arm get energized again. But, you know, think about it. Maybe just a dollar here, a dollar there. I, that's what I like to do. And I think it's so much um, fun just, just to see the look on their face. In 1 Corinthians 10, it says, everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. Nobody should seek his own good, but the good of others. Maybe Fred might have read that scripture and said, oh, I'm gonna take the rubbish, because he was thinking like, I'm gonna um, not let him wait in that line. Like when I, when I, uh, I called James on Friday, where you at? He said, oh, I'm in the rubbish dump line. It was like 4 o'clock in the evening. Well, I went at 6.15 this morning. He said, oh, you're smart. Oh, experience. The day after Thanksgiving, if you're going to throw away rubbish, go early, right? How many of you went late and waited in that line? Nobody. Nobody went throw away rubbish, right? <laughs> okay. You never bring them here and throw them in the dumpster, right? <laughs> I hope not. So... You know, we, th- we think of others. Number two, we got to let go of things and let God. We cannot hold on to grudges or things so tightly and control things because that, I believe, is God's job. And the last time I checked, none of us are God. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, you guys are, you guys are honest for that. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. We were just listening to that in men's ministry yesterday. You know, when God is in control of our lives, our lives become whole and we can, we, we can put all of our trust in God. And when we can do that, man, we get through this season full of peace and joy. In Psalms 40, 16, let all who seek you rejoice 
and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Is God magnified in your life? Is he magnified in my life? The third point, number three, put on a new attitude. If you have a bad, sucky attitude, it's time to take it off, throw it away. Don't pick it back up or put it back on, but put on a new attitude. In Matthew 20, just, this is the words of Jesus, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served. Now, this is God, right? He didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Well, I can serve, but my life ain't going to pay any price for you to get to heaven. I'm sorry. His life was, and he came to serve, not to be served. In Philippians 2, it says, Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Sometimes you and I, we put ourselves in situations where we tend to stress out. We say yes to every potluck and every job, and then we realize our plate is too full and we cannot fulfill our obligations. Sometimes we, woo, Holy Spirit, <laughs> like a dove, coming right through. Sometimes we buy too many gifts and then what? When the credit card bill comes, we're like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Call your spouse. N yeah, no? Sometimes we, 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 we offer to cook food for every single party, then we stress out. Too much parties. Truthfully, you and I, we don't have to do any of these things. But I think we get to do them because of our love. And you've got to write this down, like I always said. It's no longer I have to, but I get to. Because really... You don't have to. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to pay your bills. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to breathe if you don't want to. Right? There's consequences. So you got to change your attitude. Man, I get to. You know when the family comes over, like Vivian said, and the house gets messy? It's a wonderful thing. It really is. Your house is messy. You ran out of toilet paper, toys all over the floor, everything out of place. It is so beautiful because there's life in the house. You could have four walls and nothing in it and nothing get out of place, 
But how boring would that be? Sometimes I get up in the morning and I try to turn on the TV and like, what happened? Somebody would switch things and play games and I cannot even get the news now. But that means I have family in the house. Every day, you and I, when we get up, we get to choose to put on a good attitude. One that will be salt and light to this world. An attitude that will attract others. A Christ-like one. one. An attitude that would honor him. Stuck in traffic? Hey, make sure you have your radio station on something positive and something encouraging. Maybe a podcast. Stuck in the longest line in the store? Ask God, why am I in this line? Are you trying to teach me patience? Right? Like I said, the only person who should be praying for patience is the doctor. <laughs> right? No, but how many of you like to pray for patience? How many of you honestly say, Lord, give me patience? One. Yeah, so you know what he's going to do, right? Put you in the back of the longest line with the slowest cashier. Yeah, so nobody wants to pray for patience because they know what's going to happen. Think about why you're in the longest line with the slowest cashier. For me, when I'm in the longest line with the slowest cashier, it's like, okay, God, you teach me patience. But when I get to the front of the line, I get to tell the cashier, good job, and smile, have a great day. <laughs> when you're paying your bills, be thankful because what? You got to go shopping, right? How many of you like to shop? One, two, or oh, the rest of you lying again. <laughs> but we got to do one sermon on lying. Good attitude, good Christmas. Great attitude, great Christmas. Bad attitude, bad everything. Bad everything, bad relationships, bad day at work, bad day driving, even eating dinner. It's like, oh, it tastes bad. So this season, not just this season, but for the rest of your life, choose to put on that great attitude. When you wake up in the morning, I just say, good morning, Lord. Thank you. Because Mark told me my dear friend did not, he, he's gone. Just the other day, one of my good friends passed away. It's like, so just get up in the morning. Thank the Lord. Kiss your spouse. When you go to work, no matter how hard it may be, it's like, oh, I have a job that's going to pay me so that I can go shopping or I can eat. Or if you're retired, man, just when you wake up this morning, what am I going to do today? Whatever I like. Because that's what all the retired guys tell me. What you doing today? Whatever I like. like. Wow. Must be nice, yeah? 
Great attitude, great Christmas. Bad attitude, bad everything. Amen? Put away your notes. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And I am going to pray. I love this cool weather. Thank God we're not living in Buffalo, man. I've heard about the snow. I don't know how you put on a good attitude in six feet of snow, but I'm sure they can figure things out. Hey, no school, snow day. No, no work, snow day. Maybe that's it, but I am so grateful to be here in Hawaii. Amen. And it's like, even, even at, you know, 60 degrees, it's cold, but it's great. So w- would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe you need Jesus to help you with your attitude. Maybe you need to ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I ask you to pray this prayer with me. It goes like this. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I repent of my sins, and I turn to you. Come live in me. Change me. Cleanse me. Make me the person you want me to be. I receive you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, would you hold up a hand? Anybody out there? God bless you over there. God bless you. God bless you back there. You may put your hands down. Lord, you have seen the hands. They said yes. And according to your word, it says that when one sinner repents, all heaven rejoices. So for those of you who raise your hand, Right now, there's, a, there's an eruption in, in heaven. They're all rejoicing over your choice to say yes. And so are we at New Hope So We say, thank you, Jesus. So, Lord, for those who said yes to you, we ask you to bless them, that you would help them with their attitude. Lord, let them know how much you love them, that you died for them so that they could have life. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for dying for all of us. We thank you for your birth, your life. We pray in Jesus', Jesus name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank, you, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Would you um, stand up and join us as we sing? Thank you, Pastor Scott. I really like that. Good attitude, good Christmas. Mm. Don't forget that. Yeah? Good God, good eternity. Amen? Let's take it out today with that. And I can't count the times I've called your name some broken night. And you showed up and passed me 